I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. FM 104. It's Room 104, it's Cormac and Saoirse here. You can keep sending those uh, either strange fetishes of you have or maybe you were dating someone who turned out to have a, an, an odd or strange or taboo fetish that most people would be like, hmm, what's going on? But joining us now to talk about uh, BDSM, it's one of the oldest uh, dominatrix mistresses that you'll be able to find out there. She spent years in the industry uh, and now she's gone on to start helping younger women who want to become BDSM dominatrix as well. She's working with them um, and charging them and training them and coaching them become, to become the best dominatrix that they can be. But we are delighted to welcome onto the show uh, the veteran dominatrix, Miss uh, Mistress Sophia. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And you? Yeah, we're doing good. Thanks a million for taking our call. We were dying to chat to you. And I think because, you know, a lot of people probably look up to you. A lot of people probably want to do what you're doing but are too afraid and especially maybe at your age. So can you just take us back and tell us how exactly you got into this? I certainly can. I um, I was actually, it was after a very traumatic marriage breakup about 11 years ago and um, I was working part-time. He left me in a lot of uh, debt and so I knew I needed to do something apart from my part-time job. So, and then one night, just by chance, I was flicking through the channels and I came across a program about phone sex and it intrigued me and it actually made me laugh. And I thought, you know what, I could do that. So I got in touch, I managed to get in touch through social media, a wonderful thing. Mm. And um, she, she, she messaged me back. We've been firm friends ever since. And she put me on the right path. But what I did notice when I was um, uh, doing the the phone chat lines was so many wanted domination. And it was actually my daughter that said to me one day, Mum, you're doing it for peanuts on the phone. Why don't you do it for real? So uh, I used to... um, like the the calls were monitored, so we weren't supposed to give out information or take information. Yeah. So I would say, no, I can't take any information and be scribbling away. And that's how I kind of started. Um, they would then book to come and see me. And uh, I, I learned through my own experience. And the reason why I started training was I was, I was on a, a TV. I've done several documentaries and I was on a television show and I had afterwards, I had about over a hundred emails from females and 
and they were they were all saying things like I'd inspired them, that they were my age. They thought that they were at the end of the, the line. They'd been left, uh, etc. So I now, uh, I do train, but I only train if they meet my criteria. I don't take on youngsters because I don't charge them. Right. So um, obviously I take tribute from sessions like slaves and subs, but when it comes to training ladies i don't i don't take money what because i wish when i've been in that situation that i had somebody to show me the way instead of having yeah. to move through and pick it up myself can i just ask you just so you know i think we all know what the term we are familiar with the term dominatrix but maybe not exactly familiar with what exactly that entails so like what what happens like what do you do as a dominatrix if you're with a client Okay, number one, I never ever call them clients because that infers that I'm giving them a service. And as far as I'm concerned, they are serving me. So um, if I get a sub or a slave that comes for a session, um, it varies. What I would say, I have two lifestyle slaves, which means they come and serve me. They don't pay me any tribute, but they do exactly what I tell them. So if I want them to uh, clean all the windows, if I want them to dig up the garden, they do it. But if somebody is uh, coming for a session, they're paying a tribute. So my first question would be, what are your kinks? Um, What are your fetishes? Because there's no point my booking somebody in um, giving them a damn good walloping with a cane and then finding <laughs> they just come to worship my feet right? because yeah. they'll obviously never come back. So it's almost like they're topping from the bottom because they're telling me what they are interested in. And so I'm accommodating that. What's the strangest request that you've ever gotten? I, th- I guess the, tr- the strangest one was somebody who had a fetish for mermaids and he, he brought along a, a paddling pool, which he, I allowed him to fill up, and he had about 10 mermaid tails, which he, he chose whichever he wanted to wear, and then he sat in the pool, and I had to sort of dominate him while he flapped his tail around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. it, yeah, it was odd. It was odd. <laughs> but is- you know what? Uh, there is a fetish for almost anything and everything i think that's what what we're finding out but what is it is it always just men who want to be dominated have you ever had a, a woman come up and want to be dominated by you i have i get i get women very often but i refuse them because i believe in female superiority and i don't want to dominate a woman okay so you have turned down people like you're not going to just take any kind of client with any type of fetish Absolutely not. No, no, no. I don't just do it for the money. I do it because I'm passionate about what I do. Um, And I've done a lot of uh, filming. I've done several documentaries now. I've been in magazines, papers. I've done documentaries for America. Um, And because I want to get across to people that we are not escorts. I do not have sex. I know we're, 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 the trouble is we're, we're in a grey area, so we are classed as sex workers. And mm. that's okay, but I don't have sex. But because, because we're with males and a, ma- a male is led by his genitalia, then obvious there is some kind of sexual orientation to it. Uh, but to me, 
I don't get turned on by what I do, except for the fact that I feel empowered. I love what I do, but it's not a sexual thing for me. Can I ask you, why do you think that some men, a lot of men, like to be dominated and humiliated? I think in some ways, it's almost like a stress buster. There are... um, there are subs that come to me that have very high powered jobs. It's very stressful. I high court judges, um, solicitors, surgeons, and they walk through my door and they have the world on their shoulders and they come in and they almost pass it over to me and I take charge of them. And by the time they leave, they have a smile on their face and they're ready to face the world. Humiliation is just another fetish. They they enjoy to be humiliated by a woman. They feel their places on their knees at a woman, and I agree with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, I just I've you know obviously heard of it, but I've never I've never understood it fully. You know, um, and we hear that as well that it's sometimes men or oftentimes men in, in stressful positions or high powered positions and. Uh, as you said, like, do you think it's a case of they have been, they're in incredibly superior and maybe dominating positions in their own lives that they want a little bit of a break from it and just kind of want someone to, for once, take control and leave them off the hook kind of thing? Absolutely. Yes. I had a lifestyle a slave once that was with me for about three years and um, he was cleaning all the windows in my playroom once and he said, oh, mistress, my conservatory at home is just dreadful. It's in such a state. Date. And I said, well, why don't you sort it out? And he said, because my wife never tells me to. And and she's actually sitting on a gold mine. If she was to take charge and say, do this, do that, he would do it with his heart in it and his head soaring. But because she doesn't, then he can't be bothered. Hang on, Mr. Sophia, you're going to give a lot of women a lot of ideas now Listen to this, kind of go and just start screaming at their other halves, going, here you, you, you idiot, get out and do that. Uh, yeah, I, I can see it uh, to a little bit, but um, if, if we were a, a camera on the wall, maybe looking at uh, a session of yours where you're dominating someone, how do you speak to these men and what do you do with them? Like, how, how rough or violent do you get with them? Okay, I... I only get violent. I am a bit, I am a sadist, so I have to say I do enjoy giving punishment, and and I'm extremely good at caning. Um, I do CBT as long as I know they are. That's what they're into, and they're masochists. Then I take great pleasure and joy in doling it out. But I would not punish somebody physically if if they weren't a pain slur. Um, if it, they might come to me because they're a sissy, because they want to dress up as a maid and do my work, because they simply want to serve, because they have a foot fetish and want to worship my feet. I do not allow body worship. Um, so it, it's a minefield. BDSM is a minefield. It's not just one like thing that you all have to focus on. It's just, there are just so many facets to it. Funny, when I think of a dominatrix, I think of an older woman. Do you find that they prefer having, like going to you because of your age or have they mentioned that? Um, There have have to be some perks to being old. And this is the main one, because most that come to me, they seek me out simply because of my age. They don't, they, they just, they trust me more. Um, I'm more experienced and an older woman appears to be more dominant 
And so I get an awful lot that just come to me because because um, because I'm I'm old. You, I, I know you're based in the in the UK at the moment, but you mentioned earlier on the grey area of the law. So, like, is what you're doing legal? Uh, it is. Yes, um, we uh, obviously. I can't if I injure somebody, then I'm for the chop. So I'm yeah. I, I'm very careful. I'm very experienced, and this is one of the reasons why I want to train because mm. you can't just pick up a cane on, and cane somebody. You have to know what you're doing. You have to know where you're caning. The same with everything I do, sounding, CBT, you have to know what you're doing. And I would rather train somebody than have them learn it through trial and error. So, um, and I also will give a, a safe word to a newbie or a novice so that I know that I can't exceed what they right. can and take. It's fascinating. And how many people would you be training? Like, is there a lot of interest in this? Well, at the moment, because of lockdown, I'm not doing an awful lot. I'm, I've, I'm in touch with a few online, but I have got a, a queue waiting for when mm. I can train. Um, and obviously, I can't do too much because obviously I have to session because it pays my bills. Um, so, but I do have an awful lot of that are waiting in the wings for when things improve. When, you know, pre-lockdown and, and pre the hell we're currently living in at the moment and things were normal, like, I, I don't want to know how much, but I take it this is covering, is this better than an average full-time job for you, money-wise? Absolutely. Yes, yes. Because um, I love what I do. So, mm. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not rich. I pay my bills. I don't claim any benefits or anything. Um, I love what I do. And so I'm very, very lucky that I can sustain my lifestyle and um, and love what I do. And I know this might be a personal question. I don't know if you do have a partner, but have you found that anyone that you may have hook up, hooked up with, you know, since your ex found that this is a difficult, you know, job, I guess, for their partner to have? No, I'm, I'm very happily single. I've had a couple of lovers that um, are usually younger than me. I like younger guys um but it's never been an issue they've never questioned it they just accept it um but it's only been it's not been anything serious because i'm i'm very happily single but before we let you go i think we could talk about this for hours but 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 just for the crack could you give an example of let's say i was your client and wanted to be humiliated what would be some of the things you'd say to me to humiliate me well the first thing i would do is it's make you strip off all right, so. <laughs> and then, God help you if you're not clean shaven. And I don't mean round your, your, round your mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that needs a little bit of work. But right, so I'm, I'm clean shaven and I'm naked and I'm, and I'm stripped down in front of you. Uh, what are some of the, the insults you, you could throw my way? So what the hell is that between your legs? What do you use that for? What on earth am I looking at? Oh, my God. Get on your knees and cover that up. It's disgusting. It's disgraceful. Wow. Okay. I think that would do a free quorum, wouldn't it? I'd just run off crying. Um, Mistress Sophia, I'd just be like, listen, that's my safe word. I'm gone home now. Just take my money and give me my clothes. I'm out of here. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, well, listen, it's a fascinating insight. Um, and thanks a million for obviously giving up your time. Do you have um, so website or social media handles where either one, yeah, if you could plug them there? I'm on Twitter um, as as Mistress Sophia with an F at Sherry Lever. And I also have a book, 
um, from The Misses to Dominatrix, and I'm in the middle of writing another one, which will be out and hopefully in the shops this next time. So, also my publisher tells me, well, and yeah. he does, um, yeah, nag me to death. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us, Mistress Sophia. It's my pleasure. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.